back, one and all, and today we're talking about those goddamn pesky libs. And to help us out, we've got fan favorite and returning all-star champion contributor, Bai Mai from Free Youth. Bai Mai, welcome. How do you do? Hi, I'm good. Uh, and we've also got Sarawit Chayanam, uh, aka Mick, who is a professor in Bangkok associated with Free Youth. And of course, Samai. Samai, how do you do? I'm all right. Sounds great, man. Um, And so before we get started on liberals and liberalism, um, Mick, you certainly caused a stir in the English language Thai media world when you were interviewed by the Bangkok Post last year, kind of at the height of the protests. And you basically called for a full communist revolution in that interview, which was very cool, by the way. And I, I was just wondering, what was it like for you after that? Because, you know, a lot of the comments, I mean, at least on the Bangkok Post page, were pretty hostile. Uh, well, uh, it's not much I, because, because I, I really didn't follow the comments. So I, I didn't really know what, uh, what people said or uh, the, the, shit, the shit storm that has been going through. Um, but so, so no, so not much. On, so, yeah, so not, no. Not, not much consequences at all, I, 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 I suppose, but yeah. Oh, you yeah. just don't care. I think uh, maybe <laughs> maybe a few friends on Facebook unfollowed me or unfriended me or something, but, but that, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the worst thing that can happen in the 21st century. Oh, no. Um, so I think to start off, we kind of have to define Thai liberalism. And to do that, we first need to maybe define Thai conservatism, which is obviously the current governing structure of the kingdom. Um, And just for conservatism, I do think that there is a kind of unique branch of conservatism or conservative elitism in Thailand, um, which to briefly define is kind of the JIP thesis, right, which is semi-colonial, semi-feudal. The semi-feudal is quite obvious, referring to the power of the monarchy, while the semi-colonial today means the influence of international corporations as well as international financial institutions such as World Bank and, of course, the the US. But So that's um, Thai conservatism. But is there a branch of liberalism that's unique to Thailand as well? Or, or is it imported from abroad? Or, or kind of what are its origins in Thailand? Hmm. Would you like to go first, my mind? Um, well, yeah. that's... Uh, at least from maybe, maybe from personal experience, maybe mm-hmm. you you have the experience too, Mick. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll cool. You. Oh well, the definition of Thai liberalism, well, that's hard. Well, from my own experience, um, I see I see lots of like activist groups, like some groups only want to talk about like um the reform of the monarchy. They want just you know. Um, the government, the current government to be ousted. They just want that. But when we talk like economically, they don't want like, they said like we can wait, like we have to change like the, the political system first. And then um, we can, you know, we can uh, think about the, the economy system. And um, when um, Free Youth, last year, Free Youth um, did the, the RT campaign once. I think that was like, 
an obvious crack between like the the leftists and the liberals. Yeah, I just want to make that clear. That's when you guys came out as openly communists. So. Yes, yes. So um, we were like very commie, and we were, you know, we were kicked out from like many groups. Like many group didn't want to work with us. They were like trying to stay away, but um, because free youth was really really popular at that time, so. They like they wanted to kick us out, but then they they like they couldn't kick us like completely. So um, yeah, it was yeah we had a little like a little tension between with other groups. Some said some said like we um we ruined the movement in Thailand. We ruined everything. We um made um the conservative think that oh this movement is like a communist one. Well, we're communists. <laughs> like you cannot change that. But yeah um. But as the I don't know as the movement grows, I think um, more and more people started to start to talk like about the the economy, the the capitalism more often. For example, when we talked about like um, when we talked about the communism, the RT, and everything, um, um, one professor um, who is working with like welfare state, he said like he he has been like saying about like. Saying about state welfare for a long, long time, but then, um, when we talked, when free you talked about the RT thing, most like most of the comment didn't attack him anymore. They were like, "Oh, okay, welfare state. Okay, that's cool. That sounds nice. Don't be a communism." Yeah. So yeah. So it's kind of like you were pushing the Overton window to the left a bit, you know? Yes, yes. Because like in Thailand, we only like the mainstream of the politics here. We only talk about like. Prayud or the monarchy or just some capitalist like for example um like the CP CP capitalists who like support the royal family I think that's was that is just like what the liberals are against like they only like they want just democracy they want just you know just um republic that's like the very extreme point that that's like the the main goal of them. So um the difference between us the 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 communists and the liberals is like we try to we we like we talk about economy more often than them like we we want to push our our communism or you can say socialist agenda yeah so we like we never separate but many groups say no just separate and then there's uh the rider union guys the rider union activists they were like. When the protest was like, when the democracy protest was like really really low, but then the writer group they came out and they were very very popular, and I think it, I don't know if liberals will will like think for once that even though even like they they have like another prime minister who is very democratic, but if he if that you know new prime minister like doesn't care. About the workers, then these people will pro- will keep protesting. So yeah, so um, in our latest protest on eighteenth July, so we so um writers join us a lot and other workers group too. Yeah, so we're learning, we're growing. I think. Yeah, it's great. And and Mick, just just maybe you could address on a more broader spectrum, like when when did liberalism start becoming prevalent in Thai politics? I mean, could we do we go as far back as Chula Longkorn or maybe nineteen thirty two? What do you think? I I 
Yeah, it's it's pretty tough to 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 put it that way. I mean, because uh, socialism might be even stronger back then than than right now. I mean, because when uh, when Thais talk about democracy, they there are you know there were at least elements of socialism uh, back then. Uh, so this was like you know before Second World War. This this was like you know leading to the revolution, but. I, my guess, I, I would say liberalism, liberalism became very strong uh, oh, probably after October 76, 79, uh, probably after October 76 and, uh, and after uh, the dissolution of the Communist Party. At least they disbanded and they became, you know, became reintegrated into Thai society and, and, and probably the academia played a Probably crucial role in, in you know taking the younger generation away, you know, away from Marxism, away from from leftist politics, and toward uh, you know toward all the good things, you know, nonviolence, you know, multiculturalism, and and and, and uh, liberal democracy, and diversity, and, and you know all all the keywords that that liberals use. So so I don't know. The, the universities, I think, were pretty much de-radicalized after '76. And um, and you know it became a, a hotbed for liberalism, liberalism instead, and um, more or less it reflects the the failure and weakness of the left, of the Marxist left uh, or the communist left. But it but I think uh, things are maybe slowly turning around a bit, maybe in the in the last few years perhaps. But but maybe just just to just to add on what by my said, um, I'm I'm not I'm, from experience at least I I don't really see anything that unique about Thai liberals. I mean, I mean I I, I don't I don't know, uh, but you guys can 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 uh, interf- uh, you know you guys can can <coughs> argue with me later. But but you know from experience, I mean uh, I don't know I on I think they uh, well they hate communism, they hate socialism, they mm-hmm. hate Marxism like. Liberals. They hate uh, us. I mean, shit. I mean, they hate us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, communism. Communism is just you know left wing totalitarianism. Of right? Marxism. Marxism. Are no Marxists. You know, are class reductionists. You know, they reduce everything to class, and they they don't care about gender, race, sexuality, ethnicity, and the rest. And um, and they are not. They're not anti-capitalist, definitely, right? Like liberals abroad, they they're pretty they're pretty happy with with capitalism. The best liberals perhaps might want to regulate capitalism, but but on the whole, they're not anti-capitalist anti-capitalist at all. They are happy with uh, capitalism. They're happy with electoral democracy, and um, as by my said, they the ones that I encountered. They tended to separate politics from economics completely, like you know, because the problem is with politics, not with the economy, not with capitalism. The problem is our problem is uh, you know because the government is corrupt, authoritarian, which of course is true, but but still that's just you know the tip of, of the iceberg or something. Um, so the problem is with politics, not with with capitalism. Our bad government, corruption. Or um, the problem is for liberals. The problem might be, of course, in the military, uh, royalism, nationalism, uh, the middle class. That's like a a favorite target. Um, 
um, we need, and therefore their solutions are more or less pretty much moderate, like uh, gradual, incrementalist. Um, you know, we need a new constitution that is more democratic, whatever. Uh, we need free media, which of course, uh, we need better education. Um, we have charity, helping each other, more foundations. But there's, I think like liberals abroad, they are defined by this great trust or faith in, in like capitalism and, and electoral democracy and you know, the, parliament, the parliament system. And, and therefore their solutions are, you know, the usual things that the usual things that, that we hear, uh, you know, morality, electoral democracy, free media, education, and the rest. And uh, so, in the Thai case, uh, what's added is probably this emphasis on on the law, on, on the constitution, on human rights. Um, uh, but but I think on, on the whole, we're still within within more, the more or less the, the liberal, yeah. the global liberal framework. If, if there are such a thing. I would I would say I, I actually completely agree. I don't think there isn't there is anything particularly unique about Thai liberalism at all. Uh, Samai. Yeah. Um. I, I, I as we were talking about before the the show, uh, liberalism is because it's just a collection of ideas, um, and therefore it's the same the world over. It just has a little bit of a you know context in wherever it is. So you know. Um, we're against the elites. Well, uh, not the elites. Sorry, we're against um, certain types of elites. Well, they're different people in different parts of the world. We're against um, really bad poverty. Well, poverty rates are different around the world. Rather than trying to like break down society into its constituent um, sort of uh, economic mode of production. How does that? What implications does this have on a political system, on a cultural system, and how does it perpetuate itself? It's all just about. How many of the keywords and buzzwords that Mick mentioned earlier can we tick off and say we've we've covered them? Right, we've covered we've covered civil rights. We've, we've done that one. We don't have to come back to it again. There is no relationship between you know economic coercion and people not being employed because of their race. Uh, there's no such thing. Um, and as long as it's written in the law, we're fine. So I I definitely think that a lot of Thai um, liberals, um, a lot of Thai members of the activist circles. Uh, I think I mentioned this in the Isan episode. Um, they're they're all like that. They're they're all talking about um, all these important things, but they 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 refuse to like go a bit further and see how the truth in Thailand is a bit more. And the, the whole world over, uh, the truth is a bit more. You know, based in how the the the, the economic system um, uh, perpetuates these political problems, because they again refuse to see everything from a holistic point of view. <laughs> And, and mature, yeah, that's more. That's about most important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think they, uh, the liberals I've I've run across, they actually talk about class, but they they turn class into a kind of yeah identity. cultural identity. So the class becomes yeah, yeah class becomes an identity so, yeah, part so. of identity yeah. politics. You know, class is at the same level as you know race, gender, sexuality. But mm. but class becomes like a lifestyle yeah. issue. You know. How much? How much does your lunch cost? Or what brands do you use? Or uh, you can't be using a, an iPhone if you're a communist, and so on and so forth. But, but um, so I mean, it's it's totally crazy. I mean, why why do you have to tie luxury, for instance, comfort and luxury to capitalism? Like it's it's like it's like blackmailing you. Like 
It's like blackmailing you. If if you want comfort in life, if you want a, a, a modicum of, of luxury, then you have to accept capitalist exploitation and inequality. That's totally absurd. There's such a thing as socialist luxury. There's such a thing as communal luxury, right? There's there's, there's even like fully automated luxury <laughs> comedies that are fuck you, right? So, so, so I mean, why do you associate luxury stuff. with socialism and with, with, with capitalism? That's totally strange. But here's my point. Um, when when class, they I think they miss they completely mis misunderstood class because okay uh, there's such a thing as workers' identity but the whole point of, of communism is to overthrow the working the working class by overthrowing the class system right so it's it's a it's a strange class because unlike gender and like race in identity politics at least um, the working class does not want to others to recognize and affirm itself. <laughs> the point is to overthrow the capitalist system yeah. so that there's no such thing as working class and capitalist class, for instance. So, 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 so that's a, a big, a huge misunderstanding. But when class turns into an, an, an identity, then it's really a, a way of, of not tackling uh, the class system. Uh, uh, because in, because in, in, in identity politics, identity, the, the essence of identity, identity politics is is really like a competition of suffering. I mean, like, which group is more oppressed? Uh, which which group is more uh, uh, victimized? And and the whole point is that if you if you are not part of a group, you cannot understand that group. You cannot speak for that group. You cannot struggle along with that group. For instance, uh, if you're a white guy, you know, white like, yeah yeah like white guy, white guy, you, you can't be anti anti racist. I mean, impossible. Uh, <laughs> Or like, or like, uh, like yeah, a dude, right? I'm a dude. I can't be pro-feminism, or I can't be anti-patriarchy because I'm I'm a fucking guy. So, so the whole idea is to subdivide humans into smaller, smaller groups, and 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 there's no solidarity. There's understanding between between groups is basically impossible, uh, and that's the whole point of no bearing witness. You know, you got to listen to them, uh, work for their recognition, and so on. But, but. There's no such thing as universality. Everyone is belongs to certain particular groups, and then no one understands each each other more or less. And 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 you know what's what's the whole point of, of politics, which is about cutting across differences. You know, it's it's completely destroyed, eviscerated, because everything becomes, you know, a matter of of simply you know uh, respecting one another. Uh, you know, and dividing humans into small and smaller groups, which, which, find it more and more difficult to, to create a you know a certain hegemony or, or a hegemonic block or something. Yeah, can I can I just like say I, I've, we talked about this as well on the last episode, which is that a lot of this identity politics you can really see how it's been transplanted out of uh, the West in yeah. very recent years. I'm talking mm-hmm. the past five or ten years in particular. And it's very interesting, I mean, I'm just basically repeating myself from the last episode, but it's very interesting to see how it's been done in that the most of the people who have brought it back have been highly privileged, you know, elite, middle and upper middle class people who have gone to study abroad in Western universities and have brought it back typically to Bangkok. And even then, they apply it in a manner where it's only relevant to themselves. So, for example, if you want to do some kind of radical identity politics, they don't talk about, you know, how typically people from Isan 
are much, much poorer and disadvantaged than the rest of the country and try and make that an identity. They, they, not to mention other very heavily disenfranchised minorities like uh, Muslims in the Deep South, perhaps, or, or, or uh, mountain people. Um, who don't have uh, citizenship or anything like that. So I think it's it, it shows quite a lot when even when they bring identity politics into Thailand, typically they really don't uh, uh, how to say they don't use it in a way which actually looks at any kind mm. of exploitation, serious exploitation in the country. They 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 use it for the mm. middle class in Bangkok. Yeah, you know? just just to add slightly. Sorry, uh, uh, I I have students who. Who are uh, against Marx because uh, because they because well the the argument is that well Marx is a pretty well-off guy you know he's from a well-to-do family and his his wife was has a has his wife was pretty you know from a from an aristocratic background right and uh, there were you know and and Engels was fucking you know fucking a capitalist and he was rich and, and so so Marx was a fake right so according to his identity you know. Viewed from the, the the framework of identity politics, Mark was a f- total fake, right? Uh, he was well-to-do, married married a rich girl, and supported by a rich friend. And so, how how could he how could he be talking about you know a proletariat revolution and all that crap, right? So that's that's so so that's when so so the whole idea, so the point is that only the working class can understand the working class. If you're not from the working class, you can't be supporting them. And you, you can't understand them, and you can't be fighting alongside them. So that's 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 like the the whole point of uh, turning class into a form of identity politics. I think the ideology I'm going to call it of like individualism. Um, there there is you know an importance of identity and being different from other people. That's that's true. But fundamentally, as social beings, I, individualism as an as a hyper sort of pushing on as as Mick mentioned. Um, Idpol. Uh, now it's all about okay. What what are you? What are you? What's your background versus like? Um, well, what can you see in other people's backgrounds, and how can you create a sense of um, shared understanding? It, it like empathy has been removed um, from the discussion because now it's more about um, like turning inwards and seeing how how as, as you mentioned, like it's a competition of how much shit have you taken as opposed to. How much shit have we all taken? Because fundamentally, at the end of the day, there are two types of people, right? There are those who shit, and there are those who get shat on. Um, by my, could I do a little bit of identity politics here and ask you, from a kind of, since you are a woman, um, from a kind of identity politics place, like, what what do you see in kind of liberal feminism that that? Uh, contemporary liberal feminism in Thailand. I mean, how how do you interpret it in, in, as your understanding of uh, of uh, feminism? Um, I used to work with like a feminist a feminist group once, and um, I didn't didn't like them at all. Like, I don't want to join the protest with them. I mean, um, Thai feminist. I think the problem of Thai feminism is that they are very, like as a n s w e r we said, they are they're trying to be. They're trying to present themselves as like victims and present some people who are like more victimized, and um, and they and they ex- actually they exclusively talking about just women. Like they, they didn't talk about much of about like the LGBTQ and like other gender too. They are very exclusively 
like about women only and um i don't know i don't follow them that much because because i don't like them i mean they said like oh they read like the gossip book that i translated but i don't think they they understand and um and when they i don't know they barely talk about like the 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 economic relationship between like capitalism and women they only talk they only like like to present themselves as a woman like don't tell me how to dress like the me too thing and i don't know i i cannot work with them although like i i love like marxist feminism i don't know i mean do they it's is there any talk about kind of reproductive labor for example no um no no they only talk about I, I don't know it's strange they talk about like don't tell me how to rest and and the tax on on women's pets that that's all they don't they don't expand the 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 politics they just very like it's very like single issue by single issue yeah mm. I, don't, I don't want to say much because i i don't follow them that much because i'm i'm not a big okay. fan <laughs> Yeah, I think we need to get Ajahn Genkit on to talk about yeah. some yeah. of this stuff. <laughs> Battling them on a daily basis. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's quite fun to watch. I have to say. Um, can I? Can I do? Can I do? Okay, so I remember this tweet from Cod Setrusiang, and it was about how there was like a discovery in history that Thai women in the feudal system oh, did yeah. own land, and I'm like, why is this? good for you well no he was he was like yes queening yeah. the women landowners was he was he being Sakdina. was he being was he was he being facetious i don't know no i don't think so i don't think so I think he was like awesome you know yeah these women own slaves yeah. you know? <laughs> girls can do it too um so so yeah. yeah which is important because as as um jit says it doesn't matter um your your your, your gender if uh, it matters if you're a landowner so, yeah, you know, mm. a girl boss is yeah. still a fucking boss, right? So, <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Maybe, yeah. maybe two things. Maybe um, just one is that I I I don't know li- liberal values that like diversity. I mean, mean shit. I mean, of course, it's it's a good thing, but um, but I I don't think liberals really get it. I mean, I mean, it's it's not it's not a value that is of you know, unambiguous value in itself. I mean, shit. I mean, how diversity. I mean, how how many more Prajut do we want? Right? How many more reactionary royalist groups do we want? I mean, shit. Uh, so 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 diversity. Sorry, what what? I don't quite get what you mean by that. So, so, when you no, say like di- diversity, yeah, go ahead. When when liberals advocate for diversity, they treat it as a value that is good in itself. But the point is that. Uh, how many more diverse right-wing groups do we want? So, so, so we, uh-huh. we don't want more, okay. right? We want less. We want less right-wing groups. We want less fascists. We want less ultra, whatever, royalists or extremist right-wing groups. Uh, less is better in, in this case. And we don't want diversity, right? Um, and another point, I, I don't know, uh, we might, this might be a segue into, into uh, this issue, but uh, be, especially because by my is active in the in the protest scene but uh, uh, I think liberals here like liberals abroad are pretty much obsessed with nonviolence I mean I mean I mean this is like mm. their their only single tactic to organize that that's like the only way that they know how, how to 
how to work, how to make a protest, or how to organize a protest. And and the bar, the bar for nonviolence is is very high. I mean, I mean, you there's so many uh, there's so many things you can't do at a protest. I mean, you can't you can't throw uh, plastic water bottles at riot police. I mean, why? I mean, you can't paint your, you can't spray paint on the on the whatever. Uh, you can't. Uh, deface a building, you can't uh, destroy property. I've seen them giving flowers to riot policemen. Why? I mean, I've seen them, you know, it's it's like, it becomes like a, a contest of, you know, who has the best manner, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm polite, mm. please love me. I mean, it's that, that's, so, 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 so nonviolence has become like a, and, and, and a major obstacle impediment to organizing and, and, and protesting. I mean, they are against, possibly, I, I, they are against any or every form of, of, of more militant action. And that, that's, and, and to me, that's, that's something that, that will imperil the, 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 the movement uh, uh, in the near future. As the great yeah. liberal philosopher Selena Gomez said, kill it with yeah. kindness. <laughs> I mean, I, mean <laughs> I, I don't think we can fight state violence with completely, with, with, with no, no violence. violence. <laughs> Point. Yeah, they're more like pacifists. Mm-hmm. I think they're the they're not like nonviolent. I mean, it's um I I I work with lots of like liberals, and they all said like if we want to protest, we have to be responsible for everything. We have to be responsible for the violence that will happen in the protest. We have to be responsible for the injured. We have to be responsible for perhaps the new cluster that happened in 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 the protest i was like the oh, covid if, outbreak yeah if yeah. if you want like if you want to be responsible don't protest okay just you know stay home and and stay safe in your in your little home and don't ever and go tweet. out to protest yeah that, that's a bit of weird cognitive dissonance don't you think because like you know for liberals it's all about you individual choices right so it's your choice to go out and protest your but then now all of a sudden there's something about social responsibility going on so like, where was this when we were talking about the, the, the system crushing us by the boot i mean i don't know it just sounds like there's a bit of a, a disconnect there and I, I was gonna say like the world over um, customs and traditions have been created to uh, uh, reduce the amount of um, uh, backlash that the, the 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 underclass gives towards the ruling class, and it's it it just happens to have like different uh, manifestations in different places. In Thailand, it's about respect, right? You know, it's about oh, we have to, you know, it. it they try to attach a positive um, value to what is essentially something that doesn't have a positive impact uh, if, uh, if if that makes any sense yeah i i think for me what's interesting is that the you know with you know leftist thought there is a very clear roadmap to change in almost every situation which is look we have we are the people that cr- we recognize that we the working class are the people that our labor creates wealth for the elites that run our society so we can withdraw our labor we can withhold it you know and that way we can get some power or get some uh you know crumbs if you like uh from welfare or something which we can talk about later but the liberal idea of change seems to be in thailand very much so and as well across the world uh we're going to ask very 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 nicely and if you say no we will ask you very very nicely again and this doesn't seem like a very winning strategy, as you said. Um, 
by my, I'm just kind of wondering, like, when when you have these meetings with these other liberal groups, what kind of attitude do they take to you? Because I remember when we talked a few days ago, and you said, you know, you were shocked when you said you, you proposed for the guidelines for the protest, a little bit of violence is okay. And they said, yeah. I mean, do you think that's shifting at all? Or like, what, what kind of reactions do you get from them when you talk about this stuff? I think it's um, the, the bar of the nonviolence shifts a little since we, um, we did the radiant protest. I think radiant protest kind of, you know, while other liberals were very, very, very peaceful and everything, and the radium were like, fight, fight, fight against the, the police. And um, I think liberals started to realize because their protests, not many people joined them. I mean, okay, it's it could be like, I don't know, a part of, it could be because like the free youth Facebook page is very popular, but it could be for, um, it could be that um, the people are bored of it like they they came to protest they they want they wanted to fight not just you know sit and listen to someone speaking they want action they want to to um to to release their anger and everything and yes i mean fighting the police is very very fun it's (laughs) an exciting and fun thing to do and and it's like one of one of the things that 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 is like it's a it's an action that is against the state very dire directly, and then we and then on the eighteenth of July when we want when we like thought yeah we wanted to to protest and everything we tried to um to talk with other groups because um we cannot do it alone, as we want the movement to be big but at that time we didn't you know we didn't hope much we thought like oh there will there will be just us do the the protest but surprisingly many many groups agreed to join us but actually there were moments that they wanted to stop like they didn't want to protest anymore when the covid was like really high and the government said they that they would lock down but thanks to a a marxist doctor he um he joined the meeting too and then he was like everything is already fucked up you have to protest you cannot like wait until the covid is is um a bit lower and then you go to protest and that doctor i i like i'm very thankful <laughs> that that wasn't pat and pong the yeah, other host of this yeah, podcast yeah, that, by that, the way no i'm sure whole. i'm sure he would say the same yes, but it wasn't that's him. his friend that's his friend oh we, yeah, yeah. we, we, we need more marxist doctors <laughs> yeah and liberals were like liberals listen to the the marxist doctor and they were like okay we will protest and we will do everything and Yes, and I think um, there were some misunderstanding when we did the reading because like the other groups, they thought like we incite the violence. They thought like we um, we started the violence. I mean, it, although it was obvious that the police started violence and everything, but then they joined us and then um, the, on the protest uh, of the of 18 July, they began to understand that, oh, the violence actually started from the state, not the protesters. I was like, oh, it, it, it took oh, you shit. like almost a year <laughs> to, to understand everything. And they were like, okay, okay, let's shift the bar a, a little. But anyway, there were some, there are some groups that they don't want to, you know, get in with any violence. They are very, very pacifist. Yeah. yeah, they they were they were the group that opposed 
uh, burning anything, right? Even burning uh, some some dolls in effigy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're trying to expand the the bar of of their non-violence mm-hmm. thing. You can't burn those dolls, man. That's going to contribute to carbon emissions. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Significantly. doesn't matter that the Gulf of Mexico is on fire. Um, so I was going to move on a little bit to talk about maybe something a little bit divisive on the left in Thailand, which is the discourse about the welfare state, which obviously is a vaguely liberal thing in a well it is a liberal thing um however those on the left seem to uh, i think it's kind of like 50 50 as to people who very much advocate it and for people who do not so um i mean i mean some of us see it as maybe like a crumb or a concession for workers or uh or for the public to to kind of impede any kind of real emancipatory change like revolution whereas others say okay look let's just take we will take the crumb. Can we have the crumb? Or, or you know, maybe it's something a bit better than a crumb, um, depending on the situation. But uh, I, I just wonder where you guys kind of stand on that. I know by my, you, you've kind of advocated for some welfare state-like uh, reform. Sorry, wit. I mean, sorry, Mick, uh, maybe a little bit less so. Um, I'm just, so I guess the question is, like, do you think welfare, advocating for a welfare state is a progressive ah, okay. uh, action? As opposed to advocating solely for revolution. Uh, uh, I I don't. It depends on 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 whether uh, whether we see uh, welfare state or some form of social democracy as as the endpoint or or as as a transition to to something something greater or, or as a transition to post capitalism, because um, uh, liberals. Some liberals that I know it, it can can accept or even are advocating for the welfare state because it would help you know uh, uh, reduce class antagonism and and you know my, and many are and some are even talking about you know, UBI and so on and so forth. But hey, I mean even billionaires like Bill Gates and, and stuff are and whoever they, many billionaires are also advocating for UBI because you know that would help. As I said, help uh, minimize or help diffuse uh, social antagonism. So, 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 so my point is, is simply that oh, I'm 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 fine with with social democracy. I'm fine with the welfare state if if it's like you know if it's like it if it will help empower the working class, uh, you know, raise their standard of living, uh, improve, increase their rights. And, but but we have to see it as as you know part of a reformist policy that that would ultimately uh, feed into uh, the drive into the drive towards post capitalism you know so so it can be a, what they call a revol revo, revolutionary reforms right uh, so that so it can be like a, a revolutionary reform uh, but so. I, another point is probably that I'm, I'm not even I don't even think that we 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 at this moment uh, with the power balance and, and these uh, you know forces in society at at present I, I don't think we can even have a welfare state I mean well, the working class is totally disorganized uh, labor unions are pretty much weak and were non-existent in in, in, in I mean I'm I'm a I can't form a union at my university. For instance, um, and 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 um, 
identity politics, the dominance of, lib of liberal ideas, and we explain everything through uh, human rights framework and, and the rest. And, and so I, I, don't, I don't think that the present juncture is, is really, you know, is right for, for even having a, <laughs> a degree of, of, of a welfare state or... or so, so what is it? What is it right for then? Um, um, maybe, uh, maybe yeah, I, know. That, that's, that's, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just you know, some window dressing policies for political parties to to advocate. I mean, I mean to 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 promote in their next election, in the next election, whenever whenever that is. But but um, it, there's nothing much of. Because I, I I know some professors and I know the group that that's working hard on on promoting welfare and and welfareism and 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 that's great but but I I don't know the the balance of force in society is 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 not is not right yet and and two I'm I'm not sure how far they are they want to go I mean is is that their endpoint or do they want to go further that that that's a point that I'm I'm, I'm not sure yet but. But if, if it's like a transition to something grander, if it's a transition to some revolution or a post-capitalist society, yeah, why, why not? But, but I'm, my, I'm pretty pessimistic right now. I think it's, it probably might be used to, to obstruct uh, any, any form yeah. of post-capitalism. That's, 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 that's my pessimism. Uh, by my, do, do you agree at all? Or I mean, and I guess a follow-up question would be: what What is what? What is it? What What should we be advocating for right now? Um, if If not for yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we um actually we opened the the RT campaign last year, and I think that's our goal. But when we want to talk about communism or like or the new um new new fair form of society. And I think um, when we use the word welfare, people get it. Like people won't get it if, okay, this is communism, that is communism. When we, when we wanted to communicate with lots and lots of people, I think the word welfare, they, they kind of get it. They don't get it if, um, if we say something very academically. So yeah, it's just the use of word. And for now, um, I, I only support welfare if it has like a core of class struggles without core struggles i am i'm not for it without core without the core of class struggle i'm i'm, I'm very against um, when, when we're and what does that look like when it has a core of class struggle when it has a core of class class struggle well they have to talk about tax the rich they have to talk about the cap how capitalists oppress you they have to talk about capitalism well the rider union on their Facebook page. I think they do it very, very well. They attack the capitalists like every single day, and I think that that's kind of cool. They don't want to be like, oh, I'm, I'm just, you know, I just want to ask for more welfare. They are like, no, <laughs> capitalists are bad. This is the workers who do like all the work and and who like who who make all the wealth, but they don't get all the wealth. Yeah, so. On their Facebook page, I think it's it's very cool. They attack capitalists more often than us, and um, yeah. So and surprisingly, like they receive very positive feedback. But when we like we talked about RT last year, we were attacked 
like deadly. Because they were doing an Ipol attack because you're sick. privileged middle class students and they're poor workers. So it was the hammer and sickle thing as well. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was everyone was all about the Ooh. You just need like a pair of like fingerless gloves yeah, and yeah. uh you know, a delivery bag instead of the hammer and sickle. Yes, and um I think the RT campaign from the last year, I think it helped building the, the leftist group in Thailand. Because after we reopened that that campaign, there were there were many other leftists happening in Thailand. Like there were like a, some groups that you know want to work with us. There were some groups that oh wanna wanna put like the 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 workers on the table, and I think it it still helped. And actually, in every post, we um we attack capitalism, but. We just don't put the 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 RT symbol in the on the picture, <laughs> and you just change the aesthetic. Yeah, and just that, and when it's it's quite funny. Like what I post, what what I write with with the what I write in the RT post, and what I write in other in other posts without without like being hashtag RT. Many people are are very like. They are very opening. They are very more receptive to. to yeah, yeah, it's very strange. I don't know the, the com- They are still scared of communism. They're like yeah, in Thailand. Just don't call it communism. Yeah, just don't call it communism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know like two labor activists or even like two union leaders who, who are you know. Fighting for the welfare state and so on, and but, but the whole point is that, uh, for for us to have a welfare state, we need a a strong, and growing economy. So, so, so the whole point is that as long as the capitalist class is happy, as long as as the economy is growing, then all this all the profits would feed into the wealth welfare state and you know uh, enable workers to have a better livelihood. But but so so. So in in the sense, there, there's a certain, I think there's a wing, in in, or there's certain, or there's at least a group in in, in activists who are working for, the well, who are working for the welfare state, that's actually protecting democracy, and uh, not democracy, capitalism, that, that's because they they tie their future, and and their future well-being to, economic growth to the growth of capital, and so 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 I so that's that's a group that that. Uh, I'm not sure how powerful they are, but they they certainly have a presence in in uh, the movement for yeah. welfare state. So, um, just to go back to you know liberalism more directly, and kind of the last thing I have on this, which is uh, Mick, you you've spent your career working in academia, which is you know like it or not, it it's uh, I, it's highly liberalized in in thailand mm-hmm. we can definitely say particularly in the universities like chula longkorn and tamasat uh, the big ones what what kind of issues have you faced coming up against the kind of academic liberalism prevalent in these institutions well uh i think uh well i teach i teach political science and so i think the it can be as in most or as in other universities i think uh, there are probably two dominant poles: the conservatives and and the liberals. And uh, leftists are probably you know a minority, uh, one or two or maybe a few, uh, in each department or in each faculty. 
Um, I, for from my experience, um, well, I think I'm, I'm pretty fortunate uh, because I I haven't experienced that much shit in from from my colleagues and um, and the the new the newer or the younger generation of uh, of of my colleagues are they're probably they are more openly leftist or and and then 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 the older ones and and so that's that's a, that's a pretty good sign so 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 yeah I, I at least for now I'm not sure about in the future but at least for now there's in terms of teaching in terms of uh, writing and researching there's there's no prohibition on 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 you know producing leftist literature or on 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 uh, teaching what I'm passionate about or what I feel is important. Do you, do you think that there's a relationship between sort of what the current climate in Thailand is like, uh, how that, how that, that might have impacted people being a bit younger people being more openly sort of, um, in, interested in, in, in these left-wing ideas. Uh, and do you think that, yeah. do you think that, 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 you know, it, it bodes well for, you know, in five years or so or whatever, 10 years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's an that's an interesting question because uh, the at least the generation that that I'm teaching they are well they are born into capitalist realism. <laughs> There's like socialism is more or less dead for them, and they spent at least more than half of their life their lives under a military dictatorship or you know, quasi dictatorship, and 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 but I think on the whole. Many can most, in fact, are aren't able to distinguish between uh, uh, left and liberal. I think the, at best the education system in this country can can only produce liberals uh, because the education is very conservative and and then uh, do high school and elementary high school and, and whatever and then and when uh, dissatisfied students become liberals and, and only maybe later at the university level, for instance, that, that they are more exposed to more leftist uh, ideas or literature. So, so, so I'm, I'm pretty okay if they started off as, as liberals. And the whole idea is, is, to, <laughs> is to try to co-opt them, you know, is, try, is to try to, to bring them over. But I, 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 because you, you can't really expect much from, from you know, the education system of, in this country. I'm just, sorry, I just think that's quite funny. Like that's like a conservative's mm. wet dream is to hear you actually say that out loud. That the aim is to <laughs> co-opt them. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're like, I knew yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you have to get them young. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, so 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 yeah. So so also that I think when 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 they are exposed to to the ideas of the uh, liberal. Ac- ac- academia or liberal academics especially the famous ones and and then it, it might be it might I'm, I'm not sure but it, for me I think it, it, it helps in a sense that it's easier for, for them now to 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 see the limitations of, of you know, liberal analysis and uh, liberal interpretations and then hey uh, and, and then the task is easier then I, I just have to you know introduce them that hey, wait a minute here uh, let's let's use your Use your liberal framework as as a starting point, and then we try to you know go beyond it, and then we try to uh, you know go further because it's uh, because it has so much limitations. For instance, uh, conception of freedom, conception of blah blah blah. 
so 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 yeah so for me for me that's that's I'm I I, I don't mind in reading all, all the you know for being fans of all, all the big names in 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 the liberal intellectual world uh, uh, because I think ultimately uh, it's easier to 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 teach them or uh, it's easier to 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 turn them into in, or to expose him to leftist ideas. For for everyone playing uh, Marxist bingo at home, Mick has just ticked off um, both the law of the passage of quantitative into qualitative and the negation of negation. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> that's uh, five in a row. Um, so actually, by my, you were one of these young people that was co-opted by people like, like by professors <laughs> yes, like Mick. Actually, um, I'm one of the could, students that, yeah. that Ajahn and Mick talk about. I mean, I started... He said that I, I I was liberal at first and then and then like I grew left it. I know I I wasn't grew left it. He co-opted me. <laughs> <laughs> he brainwashed me. Yeah, into yeah. a leftist. Though I thought though I thought at that time I was a leftist, but yeah, he just told me like not 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 long ago like I was a liberal. But but I, but I, I thought mean, it in was relation a to everyone else, you were probably quite far left. But yeah, I mean, what 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 did that kind of look like for you in terms of like what was that journey like for you? Um, for me, well, when I was a in high school, I was an exchange student, and I went into a country that that socialist win that socialist won, um, is is Uruguay, and the president at that time was Jose Mujica when I was there. And I I like the country so much, like because like everything was free, like the the education is is free, is the the hospital is free, yeah, weed is legal, yeah, and um everything was free, like in Thailand when you when you wanna you know take lessons, take ballet lessons or piano, is a very expensive thing to do here in Thailand, but it's a it's an elitist pastime. Yeah, but in Uruguay, it's free. Everything is free. You can, you know, you can take ballet class free from the government. You can you can learn like piano lesson free from the government too. You can like everything was free, and and I liked it very much. And um and then um people at my age they talk about like socialism. They talk about the the because the president like is is a very leftist. So this is the country that the leftist government do it's 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 yeah so yes i started from that i thought oh so yeah i love socialism socialism is like that but then I, when i go when i like went back to thailand and when i talk about socialism people will, and like people at my age like no <laughs> yeah they were i didn't actually i was so young that i didn't know they were like the a thing that called rest care I didn't know. I mean, at that time, I thought like socialism is very acceptable. It's it must be a good thing. <laughs> but then when when I like went back to Thailand and then I got into the university and and like most people, most professors say it's like no, communism is is very bad. They have like a very very bad history. But then I just sort of it. Adamic, who was like, no, it's good. It it was like it's it's cool. It's a cool project. I was like, okay, yeah, I listen to you. Yeah, so that. So we just need to send uh, all Thai exchange students, uh, all Thai students, I guess, to Uruguay. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, according to the liberal indices of the HDI, they're very good. So, uh, like, even by liberal standards, Uruguay is going fine. Like, 
Yes. I, I, it's madness that you know people would ever say, "Oh no, it's not going to work." But to to tie it back to the things we were talking about before, um, Uruguay would be like I, in my opinion, like an example of the stepping stone, right? Like if if we were to get a outwardly like out there socialist party in government, then then I would accept a workers uh, a, a welfare state but i wouldn't like a corbyn style i wouldn't accept i wouldn't accept a wealth like a bismarck welfare state because you know the first welfare state was famously german but they were definitely not like socialists um so just to cap things off i think samai has prepared a reading series for us uh indeed and today is the first um the first you know instance of this reading this week's reading is from none other than friend of the show cod satrusian Good friend, good friend of the show, show. A, 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 a kind of mentor yeah uh, we us, learned everything yeah. about you know I, i've this studied his him, work which is why we depth. don't do any of the things he does um so cod is the editor or editor-in-chief of the time Enquirer, a lecturer at mahidon they'll let anyone go there and a partner in a consulting firm right a consulting firm that has a former air force major general as a senior advisor um so so, Mr. Mr. Always Shooting on the Military actually has some friends. Has some uh, friends in the army. Yeah, uh, but no, but they're retired. Place. It's okay. Uh, oh, it's, but, oh, they're retired? Oh, there's no conflict of interest. All right, I'll take uh, it back. So, we're looking at yeah. one of his famous opinion pieces, my favorite opinion piece, which is called It is Time for the Students to Embrace Conservatism and Not Modern Liberalism. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen. Well, let's let's do a big old. There's a big old interesting conception of what liberalism is according to Cod. Yeah. So oh, hang on. Yeah. How do I share my screen? <laughs> <clears throat> For the past five months, Thailand students have taken to the streets to demand change. They have called. So this is last year. They've called on the government and the military-appointed Senate to resign, and they've called for it to uh, call for an end to military intervention in politics. At times, the students have touched on taboo subjects previously unimaginable in the Thai political discourse. Their bravery and their ideals cannot be questioned as they have brought into debate subjects that sorely need discussing. I mean, you know, this is... Lovely. This is, this is okay, fun, good. Fun. Let's keep it going. But what the students have not touched upon is what happens if all their demands are met. I mean, I wrote about this, but I don't think he has anyway. the same idea. What happens if they get what they want? Their ideas for the future have been vague at best, with familiar and important talking points about equality and democracy. Okay, so far I'm on board with what you're saying. Might I suggest then, in a country like Thailand, an embrace of Western-style conservatism? Yes! Sorry, say that again. We love to see it. Hear me out. Conservatism here should be defined not in the Thai context of student lynching and communism hating, but rather Western-style conservatism. That, you know, the relationship between conservatism in this country and student lynching and anti-communism doesn't exist because we're having a different type of conservatism. All right, well, let, me, let me hear you out. This is the idea that governments should be limited, that the free market should be desired, and that personal liberty is paramount in the pursuit of happiness. Okay, so my guy has read John Locke once, basically, and has decided... I don't think uh, he has when we keep I don't reading. Know. He, he clearly he, hasn't. He's, he's a history student. He went to Edinburgh. Um, yeah. Ideal for Thailand. There are many reasons why the Westminster or Reagan-style conservatism is well-suited for Thailand. But the most important reason is our widespread corruption. Right, so this is the most important thing. Corruption, as opposed to, you know, poverty, uh, as opposed to um, transgression on civil the rights. injustices of capital. Uh, exactly. Uh, as opposed to climate change, as opposed to uh, eth anyway. ethnic groups being shat on. Okay, fine. Understand, understand. 
Because, again, we only focus on politics. What better way to combat this than to shrink the national budget and get rid of government-run <laughs> initiatives that have become a feeding frenzy for corrupt politicians? Western conservatism argues that the government is the root of the most evil of, of most evils, and the less government interference there is in the daily affairs of its citizens, the better off the country will be. While the privatization of industry and infrastructure is never ideal, and problems have arisen in the United Kingdom and the US from such attempts, it is much better than giving the keys of major projects <laughs> to the government. I think the first point is that his conservatives' emphasis on, on freedom is actually a re reactionary form of freedom. Because individual freedom, while the conservatives got smarter, instead of opposing freedom or individual freedom, uh, they tried to co-opt it instead uh, and, you know, and try to individualize freedom. Uh, this was like a probably re reaction against like the French Revolution, for instance. And so, so instead of saying, oh, we are against freedom, they tried to change, redefine freedom and, and by individualizing it, you know, uh, what you know, Isaiah Berlin calls you know, negative freedom, you know, freedom from, you know, freedom from government, freedom from uh, being interfered with and so on. So, but, but this kind of freedom is, is completely reactionary uh, and, and, and we must understand this freedom in, 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 in this light. And a second point is that Reagan-style conservatism, my man, that's fucking neoliberalism, right? <laughs> it's liberalism! <laughs> that's the thing! At the beginning, he says the Thai students yeah. should reject... Later, Whatever. On, okay. later on, he'll mention that, yeah. We'll, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. Yeah, my, 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 fuck, why call it conservatism? I mean, that, that is fucking something new. That's neoliberalism. And, and I think he doesn't understand neoliberalism or con the conservatism that he, he's advocating for because ultimately, Neoliberalism doesn't mean the absence of state or a, or a weak state. Neoliberalism, neoliber, neoliberalism requires a strong state to protect the interests of capital, uh, requires a strong state to defend capital from you know, popular protests and the popular will. In, in other words, defend capitalism from, defend the interests of capital from democracy mm -hmm. and, and from uh, you know, other popular movements and so on. And so, so, um, I'm, 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 I don't know. I, I, I think he's just, you know, throwing out his ideas don't really... Don't really it's appear. rhetoric. It's rhetoric. Mm -hmm. And I think another thing is that he's just buying... He, he is a, the one of the biggest victims of capitalist realism I've ever, like, seen. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, he's saying the government is inherently... Uh, well, not capitalist... Uh, well, yes, capitalist, capitalist realism, but also, like, Thai political realism in the sense that the government will always be this big bad as opposed to the government being a tool <laughs> that is in the hands of whoever is the ruling class. He doesn't get that. And, you know, theoretically, when the revolution comes um, <laughs> and that there is that establishment of uh, a group of uh, worker-oriented individuals in control ML, of the government... ML hours out here. <laughs> Stop yeah. it! Stop it! Um, <laughs> you know, the 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 state apparatus can then be used for like not it protecting the interests of capital maybe that's possible you know if, if he wants to um if he wants to say that the only way we can reduce corruption is by reducing government aid to other things by slashing the budget then clearly he's not as concerned about the interests of certain groups of people <coughs> the working class i mean um I mean, he's also put the, the cart right in front of the horse yeah, there as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. We're going to fix the politics before the economy, even though base and superstructure has no meaning, apparently. Um, all right. Let's, let's keep, keep going. going. 
We have seen where that road leads. The politicians will have no qualms selling our projects and giving our tax money to the bidder willing to give them the biggest cut or kickback. At least with private companies, they are beholden to competition and the bottom line. <laughs> ah, he clearly hasn't met CP. But then he goes on to talk about CP, I think. Um, because, uh, no, it's not capitalism that we see in Thailand. It's crony capitalism, or whatever he calls it. Right. Competition and the free market is a good thing. One of the biggest hindrances to economic development in Thailand is the presence of oligarchies and monopolies controlling multiple sectors of the economy. Much has been written and said about the so-called 20 families that control everything business-related. It is no secret who grants the concessions that allow these monopolies to occur and take place. Ask any would-be duty-free competitor how embedded the current business in, in charge of duty-free monopoly is with the ruling government and the conservative intu intuition, inst intuitions, institutions. The free market that is embraced and loved by Western conservatism is not only ideal in Thailand, it is necessary for the country Risque. to progress. The free market means getting rid of concessions and special allowances and opening up the market to competition. Again, it's the focus on this idea of uh, capitalism is this thing that we do not have because what we have is a different type of capitalism, which uh, is definitely not the same argument um, that we uh, we, we, we shit on the leftists for saying, oh, it's not real communism. Um, uh, but yeah, again, I don't exactly know how this guy has studied history and not understood the tendency um, towards monopolization um, and the manifestation of I statement. Mean, he, I mean, he, defi he definitely hasn't heard of Facebook or Amazon. Or <laughs> clearly not, clearly shit. not. Clearly <laughs> He's like it, a typical liberals here in Thailand that like, that only attack like monopoly capitalism. I mean, it's like he, it's very typical for liberals here to attack the monarchy, as like the the monopoly the 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 the, the big capitalists who monopolized ma the market mm. in Thailand. Yeah. So they, so yeah so, so so the problem is with capital with capitalists or individual capitalists, and not with capitalism in general and. Uh, this position is simply calling for for more capitalism, yeah, more capitalism, please. It's just replacing who's in charge as opposed to reconfiguring the whole thing. All right. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um, where are we? It would also mean once and for all getting rid of state-owned enterprises that are poorly run and letting them live or die by the market. Yes, neoliberalism—the thing that bails out big uh, big companies—has always. You know, let things live and die by the market. Companies like SCG, Thai Airways, and Bototol will be beholden to only their shareholders and not subject to government interference. Well, I mean, the other thing is that he doesn't seem to have this conception that it's actually under, you know, this capital or parliamentary system. It is the government's job is to make capital run nice and smoothly for those who own capital, right? Like, that, that is the only job of government as it pretty much exists in most countries. Yeah, and so countries. to remove it, we're just cause more turmoil for the capitalists. It, it it's going to be yeah. it's going to be the wild freaking west. Okay, quick pause. Um so I'm sorry Mick, what did you say this is the ideology that he's talking about? What's the name of this ideology? Ah, that that word that the neoliberalism. Okay, so the next the next one the next uh, header is an argument about neoliberalism. So my please continue. <laughs> All these arguments previously laid out make for a compelling case for the embrace of western conservatism in Thailand. 
But if one more argument needs to be made, then it is the shape that modern neoliberalism has taken in the West. The safe space, fragile discourse that has come to dominate the political space in the West has no place for a country trying to embrace the enlightenment values of free thought, reason, and criticism. We cannot have the government mandating values and telling us how to run everything from concert, orchestra, auditions to college admission offices. We must not let the same echoes of inequality masking itself as equality reverberate in our own country. Neoliberalists... Wait, my favorite. This is my favorite. You ready? You ready? The next... Neoliberalists yeah, will have governments interfering and intervening in everything from what values schools should teach to regulation of all industries and businesses. Pause, 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 pause. Uh, Mick, please. So, yeah, I mean, shit, do you want no government or do you want more government? He, he, he clearly thinks that, like, neoliberalism means very liberalism. He doesn't understand that he's advocating for something that's called neoliberalism. I think for him, he thinks neoliberalism means, like, like that, like, very liberal people. Like, he, he's and he says he's anti-neoliberalism. Here, neoliberalists will have governments interfering and intervening in everything from what value schools you teach, blah, blah, blah. Like he, then he goes on to talk about how he's anti-neoliberalism. He literally doesn't know what it means. Mm. Okay. In Thailand, we have already seen what happens when the government interferes. An embrace of small governments and free markets offer us an escape from that cycle. Um, so I think the, the big question for me is, uh, this was addressed to the student protest organizers. Uh, by my, are you convinced? Um, well, actually, Claude texted me once. When we were when we were like very very popular, when we were like oh students oh the keto cold to the streets before you were openly <laughs> yeah leftist. and after like we um opened the RT campaign, he, he never texted me again like never ever, and so he offered help, like at first like he offered help and everything, but after the 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 RT stuff he never he would never text free anymore. Not. Well, they, they wrote, like, three articles in two days slamming oh, you. Like, there was, <laughs> there was RT came out, and then I woke up the next morning, and there were three of them. Or, or there was a the couple days after, yeah. there was three of them. I, I don't know, is, is it Thai Car a kind of a right-wing libertarian? That's, no, but that's the thing. There was no, a response, me, me, there was a response to this opinion piece, like, by another guy, mm -hmm. uh, and he was talking about how this is all false and we should have, a, like, a, like, a welfare state kind of thing, and conservatism, he's talking about is actually neoliberalism. So, like, he's actually, mm -hmm. so the opinion pieces aren't solely from, you know, Cod's point of view. Jasmine Chia has a few more ah, progressive okay. things. Mm -hmm. Like, there is mm -hmm. a, a sense of variance and, and, you know, diversity, I guess. But the problem is, is that he is still the editor-in-chief. He's the editor-in-chief. you know, like, mm -hmm. that's a bit... Well, I think something we should probably understand as well, just to add on to this, is, like, this kind of, what, what did he call it? Western, Western conservatism? Western conservatism. I mean... Western style concept. I mean, that is liberalism, yeah. right? Neoliberalism. In almost every sense of the word, yeah, yeah. though, like it, it is a economic. Oh, you mean? Yeah, you mean? You mean? You're calling him a liberal? Yeah, 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 he's a liberal. Yeah, no, he's yeah. a liberal, but he thinks he's a Western style conservative, yeah. right? I'm not even sure what he thinks. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a good reflection of ideological confusion, mm. and um, and my final thoughts for today: uh, liberals are our frenemies. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bye, my. That's it. That's interesting because actually, liberal liberals want to hold hand with us, the communists now. But then I think we'll mm, do they. 
Yeah, because we're uh, popular. Okay. Actually. It's, it's just oh, okay. because we're we are really really hot. To 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 sort of paraphrase, um, because when he when he starts talking about how the middle class has no power and the landlord class had no power, their only power came from the times that they co-opted the sort of anger of the working class and of the of the peasantry against you know other people. So, what we have to make sure is that whilst we can you know work in tandem with liberals to overturn the government, we also have to simultaneously not be. Sp- Sort of sucked in to that, you know, vacuum of um, of liberal thought. So we have to maintain our identity as uh, as, as left wingers, as Marxist, communist, socialists. Um, our identity. Uh, sorry, I used the word identity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think we've got to call it a yeah, day. So um, thank you, Samai. Thank you, Bye Mai. And uh, thank you, Mick, very much for joining us. And uh, I hope to have you both back on soon. Cheerio, and I'm going to stop recording.